We're back. Back to Model Talk. Welcome back. Uh, this is Nicole Nance. And Devin Blackerly. And uh, like we promised last week, today we're doing a spooky episode. More lighthearted than true crime. Yeah, a little. <laughs> Still fashion related, veering off the model topic a little bit, but it's October. Um, it's 2020 and anything goes. <laughs> and we can do whatever we want. It's our podcast. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Yeah. And yeah, so we just did some, you know, light podcast style researching and found some fun stuff to talk about today. And um yeah, I'm horrible at like transitioning into starting. So Devin. Yeah. Um so I looked up initially I found um fashion superstitions, which I thought was kind of funny because like the only one I've been familiar with as a kid was like never put your purse on the floor because it symbolizes bad luck. And mm-hmm. it symbolizes bad luck for like loss of money. It means like you will not be successful in a sense. And that one actually was in this article. But I found a bunch of other ones I'd never heard of. And some of them are kind of funny. So we're just going to go through those. So um, the first one I found is, um, and this is from a Glamour article, by the way. It says, uh, so the first superstition was like putting your shoes on a, in a specific order gives your life balance, apparently. So if you go left shoe, right shoe, then you tie the right shoe and then you tie the left shoe. It's like doing it in a balanced position, I guess. Hmm. I've literally never heard of that ever. Um, That's weird. I is that a thing? I've never seen anybody do that specifically. I guess so. I really like the shoes that this person is wearing in this photo. Right? They're they're cute. Those are. Um. I'll read the next one. Okay. Uh, this is another shoes one. Arranging your shoes near your bed wards off nightmares. I feel like I've heard, honestly, that I've heard of that before because that goes back to like the Sinterklaas um, uh, myth, which is basically the Dutch version of Santa Claus, if I'm remembering that correctly, because I have uh, family friends who are Dutch and they do, they celebrate Sinterklaas and not. Um, they do the Saint Nick's night where he puts money in your shoes. Yes, puts uh, money I, in your shoes. So they, that. so they put shoes by the fireplace also yeah. because they're supposed to ward off the, the devil. So if the devil comes down your fireplace, the shoes are supposed to like catch him inside. I had no idea that's what that was. We just used to do that a couple nights before uh, before Christmas. And I never well, knew. Well, there's the money thing, which is separate. Uh, but the, the shoes are supposed to like put, it's supposed to ward off the devil so that if he tries to come down, he gets stuck in the shoes and not St. Nick or Santa Claus. Like it's a, about shoes, I wonder. There's a lot with shoes, apparently. Like even in this article, there's a lot with shoes. Because the next one is new shoes on a table are unlucky. Um, uh, it says it's basically supposed to, like, you're tempting fate by putting the, a new item on a table. It was like, okay, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I didn't, huh. yeah, I don't know. A hat on the bed foretells a death. I feel like I've heard of this one before because it sounds kind of familiar. 
says that um, the idea that ailing cowboys would have their earthly possessions nearby when they were on their deathbed, creating a link between the hat placement and a soon-to-be passing. Oh. And a time when evil spirits were thought to live in the hair, making the hat a, a dangerous item to have close to you while you were innocently sleeping. I have heard people say, um, like, if you don't, if you sleep with your hair down, the devil comes and like plays with it at night, and that's not. um, What? (laughs) I've never heard of that. Yeah, she would like braid her hair before bed. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Uh, Okay, another shoes one. Oh my god! Yeah, throwing shoes at someone is good luck. So, historically, the removal of shoes was part of marriage negotiations. What? Uh, it's trans, But now it's translated in modern times to wishing someone good luck. So, what? I know in, um, <clears throat> in the... <clears throat> sorry. I When I was wedding planning and I was interning for an Indian wedding, one of the traditions is the family of the bride will steal the groom's shoes and, like, run away with them and try and hide them, and he has to buy them back. Oh, that, yes, I had heard of that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I always thought that it was just like you can't run away because you don't have your shoes. But I wonder now if it's more of a superstition than just a funny thing. Well, it's like, um, I guess maybe you could equate it to like the very U.S. slash Western culture um, superstition of like, it's bad luck to see the bride before the wedding, like in her dress. So, yeah, true. I don't know. It was fun. I thought it was a fun, I don't know. That that wedding was a blast. That's kind of cute, yeah. So, okay. Oh, you're next. You should... No, no, no. I'm going to skip over to the next shoe one, and then we can go back. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> shoe one. Special, or, yeah, specially arranged shoes can reveal your future husband. Uh, if you arrange your shoes in a T-shape with the heel of one touching the instep of the other while saying, hoping this night my true love sees I place my shoe in the form of a T. Wow. Your dreams. Interesting. Huh. All I can think of is Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. Yeah. That's I don't it. Know about, I don't know about that one. I don't know either. Interesting. Uh-huh. Um, okay, I think that's the last shoe one on this earth, but, uh, so putting your pants on while standing means you'll be poor, apparently. Apparently tugging on, like, your pants could be, is, like, related to poverty because they didn't fit well. I could see how, like, in the gold rush, pants didn't fit well because they'd be weighted down by, like, you putting rocks in them. So I could see how, like, the tugging would make you look like they didn't fit well. So, or too big yeah. because you can't afford to eat. I could see that, too. I guess. Huh. Weird. Interesting. It's bad luck if you pick up a glove that you've dropped. If one of yours falls, ask someone to grab it. Wow. That's just putting it back on them. That's Well, no, this says that it's thought that like women dropping gloves, hoping that a prospective love will pick it up. Did Uh, you ever see the movie Serendipity? No, I don't think I did. No, there was gloves involved too. Interesting. Um, yeah. Cool. To avoid, oh, God. Okay. Nicole and I are both tall, and so we are both prone to falling. So maybe we need to do this next one. It says, to avoid falling, put your clothes on the floor before you wear them. 
<laughs> it says, um, this is one of the adopted, as this is adopted from a super, superstition of racing jockeys who threw their uniforms on the floor and stomped on them before wearing them. The idea is that since the garment had a violent hit to the floor, the rider won't. Oh, that makes sense, I guess. Okay. I mean, I get the idea behind it, I guess. Well, it's kind of interesting. Maybe I'll, should I put my clothes on the floor tomorrow? <laughs> See if I don't trip <laughs> or like run into a table the next day. <laughs> yeah, it's a shot, I guess. How interesting. Huh. Here's a shoe one. Don't what? buy shoes at the start of a new year. The word for shoes um, sounds similar to the word for F in Chinese. So if you buy them at the beginning of the year, you will have not so smooth days. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Shoes, man. What do you know? Apparently, well, shoes are the gig. If, if you want to like avoid things, you just do a lot with your shoes. Apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> rules and follow them. Yeah. Put your clothes on the floor. <laughs> See, that's almost the reverse of, like, you don't put your bag on the floor because it's supposed to potentially, like, be misfortune for money. But mm-hmm. then to avoid falling, you put your clothes on the floor. So wouldn't you want to put them on a... Interesting. Huh. Um, I-, I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> um, that was the final one. Yeah. Also, in our research... So we... So Nicole had the idea for this episode, which I love. She wanted us to find really cool, like, fashion-y ghost stories. And I kind of said in our last episode it was a little difficult. So I ended up finding an uh, an article that was, like, um, the most fashionable ghosts, which I was like, hey, that relates, kind of. Like, so um, uh, there's probably a couple different stories, and we could just go through them. But the first one is the queen of glamour herself, Marilyn Monroe's ghost at the Roosevelt Hotel in LA, I believe, in Hollywood. Yeah, I was um, just never heard of this, and I stayed at the Roosevelt, but in New York. Okay, <gasps> Hollywood. Um, according to rumors, her ghost is can be seen at a paranormal hotspot in the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. She's reportedly been spotted dancing in the ballroom. Her presence has been seen, uh, been felt poolside in the poolside room uh, twelve hundred. Uh, which was the star's favorite room while she was alive. Uh, And guests can smell her perfume lingering in the hotel halls. Not only uh, that, but many claim to have seen the bombshell's image in the mirror that used to hang in the room uh, 1200. Um, It seems Marilyn is not alone. The ghost of the 1950s actor uh, Montgomery Cliff can be found in room... uh, nine to eight where he's been rehearsing his lines and playing trumpet oh that's kind of lovely they both seem kind of pleasantly happy that's not yeah it's unfortunate i don't know how he died but it's unfortunate how marilyn monroe died but if she gets to finish it or spend it all at the roosevelt that's something (laughs) i know i know she really liked the roosevelt it was like one of her favorite hotels and at least it's not like it seems from like all my ghosty knowledge, she's not necessarily trapped. Like she's kind of maybe just reliving like nice times in her life. So you know what? I like that for her. That's nice. Uh, all right. This next one is the Chateau Marmont, which is um, also in Los Angeles. Um, the mystery and every the deaths here that create some ghost stories. Um, our photographer Helmut Newton, which was t- 2004, 
so fairly recently, he died in a car crash um, into an, the, an entranceway at the hotel. And then uh, John Belushi also died of an overdose while staying there in 1982. Guests um, that stay in bungalow three, which is the one where he died and often say they're feeling, they feel watched. Um, and another couple said that their young, their young son stayed awake all night talking to somebody that they referred to as the funny man, which I've seen referenced in, um, like scary movies before. And then years later, that same little kid saw a photo of Belushi and identified him as the quote unquote funny man. Whoa, that's I've heard a lot about that hotel as well. Uh huh. I think I think MFM or um, that's why we drink did something on it because I remember hearing about it. Uh, from I think one of those two because that's why we drink is also a podcast that does a mix of true crime but like a lot of paranormal as well. So, like, there's two hosts, one of them will do a paranormal story and one will do a a true crime story. I think they talked about it because that sounded really familiar. Um, the next one. I've, I, okay, I have not heard of this at all. So the next one doesn't give me a lot, but it's about Lady Gaga. And she supposedly had a, a spirit that was attached to her, uh, whose name was Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she spent, like, a nice chunk of change on electromagnetic field sweepers and other equipment to remove evil spirits and bad energy before a concert in London in 2010. So this is, like, recent. And I'm surprised it didn't come out anywhere because, like, People were obsessed with her, especially because she was just, like, an interesting character when she started her career. Um, It says, when that didn't work, she ended up holding a seance because um, nothing violent happened, she said, with her interactions with him. But he just would not leave her alone. Um, And she was just freaked out by his presence, which, like, I don't blame her. I would be, too. Actually, wait. Nicole, did you listen to the Chase interview at Mm -hmm. all? So in the end, when I asked him about ghost stories, he, I think he basically has had one that has followed him throughout his life, is from what it was being explained to me. And the whole time I'm asking about it, he keeps looking back because he's freaked out. And I was like, I feel bad. I just ruined this person's day. But it was like, it's very similar to that, I feel. You just have something that maybe follows you. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Chateau Marmont and, oh, no. Not Chateau Marmont. Lady Gaga. <laughs> yes, we, I did, lady. I was just, like, stopping and thinking. Not creep me out, but are really intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one is Coco Chanel. Mm-hmm. In 1932. Carl Lagerfeld reawakened Coco Chanel's spirit in the film um, Visite Nocturne. I don't know if I'm saying that totally right. Um and the part that represents her is Mademoiselle Privé, or I'm sorry, which is part of the Mademoiselle Privé exhibition, which is in London. Um, so the actress who plays Coco, Geraldine Chaplin, always tells off Carl complaining, um, I turned in my grave after hearing that Lagerfeld had taken over the brand um, Carl retorts back to her, are you still turning? I'm keeping you alive. It's very limited what you left, um, as if he's talking to Coco after she died. Um, yeah. So it sounds like they um, aren't getting along. <laughs> so it, the the impression I got is that Coco like lives through this 
character, this person, Gerald or Geraldine Chaplin. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, I feel like she might be a vengeful lady because she was very specific with her company. So I wonder how she did feel about someone else taking over. Um, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if she like actually haunted her old, like the house, like in Paris. Like yeah. I could see her doing that. I could see her haunt, like, um, I know Karl Lagerfeld has passed away. Um, but while he was alive, I could see her. Haunt. I wonder what they're doing now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, are they fighting in, in another place now? That'd be kind of interesting. Are they designing again? Are they just like, let's just do this? Are they competing? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so the next one is a restaurant in Scotland called Witchier by the Castle. Um, it's a Scottish restaurant and hotel. It's long been a go-to for the wealthy, but it holds the title of most haunted the oldest and most haunted restaurant in Edinburgh. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. I've actually been to a haunted restaurant. It does. It's okay. It's a little bit novelty, but it, you are freaked out the whole time you're there because especially like if you have to get up and go to the bathroom by yourself, you kind of don't want to. I'm not going to lie. Cause I've been to one and it did freak me out. Um, so supposedly it is haunted by the spirits of witches who were burnt at the stake in the area during the 15 and 1600s, right around the witch trials of the of England and like the UK. Um, and witches can be heard in the dark nights as the wind shrieks, but apparently you can hear them in certain times. And I might be surprised if they are vengeful spirits, especially if that was in a high. Um, uh, like, uh, how do I say it? So there's a hill in Salem, which is where, basically the hill where witches used to be hung in Salem. And it supposedly has a lot of, obviously, paranormal activity. So if this restaurant is built in an area that maybe was where some of the steak burnings happen, I would not be surprised if there's heavy paranormal activity. Definitely not. Yeah. Not a cool restaurant to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is another haunted location. Um it's a house called the Gustav Mayer house. And the, the tie to fashion with this one is that the house was used for a lot of photo shoots for Vogue, L, Harper's Bazaar, W. Um, but the house was built back in 1855 and owned by a um, baker, Gustav Mayer. And then he passed away. And his house was left to his two daughters. They never married, and they both lived to be over 100 years old and kept themselves in only two rooms out of the entire 10-room house, um, lowering baskets from the windows to collect groceries, mail, and laundry. And basically, they say that the spirits of Gustav and his daughters are said to still be roaming the halls of the house. Um, So a haunted shoot location would be fun. That'd be actually really fun. I think I would vibe with that a lot. Cause like, oh my gosh, imagine if like you, like the photographer's looking through the images later and you could see like orbs or like an aberration. Oh God, that'd be really cool actually. <laughs> that'd be really cool. Um, I would die. Uh, okay, the next one is the Dakota building in New York, which is famously the place where John Lennon was shot by his assailant. Um, and him and Yoko Ono lived, and since his passing, she would regularly like claim that she would see his ghost sitting in the window and would say to her that he was still with her and to not like be afraid of that. But I guess I didn't know this part. Originally, it, uh, the apartments were owned by 
a man, Edward Clark, who dabbled a lot in the paranormal, often hosting seances on the property, which probably ended up opening some sort of a portal, I'm going to say. So um, people have said that over the years, there's been a bunch of different sightings of ghosts, like children and women crying in the halls, which that's terrifying. Um, mm. Like if you've ever watched Ghost Adventures or anything and they catch like um, a clearly feminine voice that's like almost singing, but it's like probably like a whale. It's like a oh, like it's they're scary because they're like bone chilling how like because you can feel the pain. It's terrible. Ugh. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is a good one to end on this next one. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, it's. Tori Spelling claims that Farrah Fawcett spoke to her from beyond the grave through TV medium John Edwards. Um, oh. I'm going to use the quote that Tori said. He offered to do a reading with me, and I was hoping I would talk to my dad. I'd lost a best friend a long time ago, and I was hoping he would come through. And then, all of a sudden, Farrah Fawcett, her dad said, he said, Farrah Fawcett's coming through. What? <laughs> or, I'm they- sorry, John Edwards said that. That quote is confusing. Were yeah. They- connected like were they did they even know each other I don't think they did like what do you what I'm so confused (laughs) I'm it doesn't say any more than that how weird huh weird well yeah Fawcett is coming through mediums on tv and um yeah I wonder what 2020 will bring this spooky season in terms of spirits and ghosts yeah i wonder if hugh hefner ever tries to talk to people (laughs) who does he talk to if he does come back because like man oh my god wait actually this is just a thought he Mm -hmm. has to haunt the mansion he has to if he doesn't i'd almost be disappointed because like he was there so long you know haunting location too prime haunting location it's a giant mansion that's still it's almost like held up as a historical society as a historical site so like he has to like if he didn't it'd be like oh like what yeah. we can only hope i guess have you ever been to any haunted locations like like um like famous ones or historical ones i'd say well let's see i mean i've been to the tower of london which is said to be haunted yes. um, mm-hmm. i'm I want to say yes, specifically. I'm from Pennsylvania, which is an extremely haunted state. It um, is, yeah. If you look at those ghost hunter shows, they're usually up near State College, near Penn State, all throughout Pennsylvania. Um, so, like, I've gone, so nowhere, like, famous, but I've definitely gone to, like, the old psych hospitals that are, like, shut down and stuff like that. Um There's- there's one in Oregon. Should we go to it and make it like a podcast thing? Because there's there. I don't know if you know this. There's one. We had one psych hospital in Oregon. Um, I believe it's near Salem. It, and it's shut down now. But it, a lot of quote unquote not great messed up things happen there. And it's a museum now. Oh, yes. Yeah, we should go to it. This should be like a podcast adventure and we could like record on the go. <laughs> um we should do that. But um, the only one I could think, so I have, I've also been to the Tower of London. We went up to the, we were on a tour of it and ended up going up to the, um, 
the actual part, you know, the, the large holding cell where you could see that all the people would carve their name into the wall. I didn't necessarily feel anything there, but like you could tell it was an important space and there was definitely some trauma there. Yeah. Besides that, I've been to many a historical site. The only historical site where I, the two, actually two historical sites I have been to where I said I could I could feel some things. So there's a, a prison in Dublin called uh, Kilmangal. I'm not saying it right. It's a famous jail. It's where the Easter Day Rising um, rioters were held, which is a very um, historic um, uprising in the time of Irish history. Mm-hmm. So they were held there and they were executed there. Um, and that prison was also basically built to be just like a, a torture prison. Um, and they used to hold kids there that basically were just beggars and didn't have parents. They would send them to jail <laughs> at a certain point, um, which is, you know, a messed up time in history. So walking through there and when you get to the part where, because we walked through this whole prison, which you could, I could feel it the whole time, especially in specific areas, because it's also just so old. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we got to a part of it, we were sitting in this chapel at one point as like the entrance to the tour before we started. And I remember sitting there being like, there's some people here still. Cause this is probably the old, one of the few safe spaces in the jail where you felt like you could escape a little was like in the, the chapel that they had. So I was like, huh, that's one of the few times. And then also I've been to the Winchester mystery house twice now, which is down in, um, San Jose who is um so the the Winchester gun family owned the house it was the widow of uh the Winchester family who built the house because she thought she was being um, haunted by spirits she was told by a medium she she was or she constantly kept building to Mm -hmm. trick the ghosts it's a trip to walk through if you ever want to go it's just the the coolest thing but um Sarah the widow died in the house and when you go into her room like and they have the bed that where she passed and I remember standing in her room and being like oh she's watching us like she's still here <laughs> like um which I kind of felt bad because she was just this tortured woman after her husband passed away because she thought she there was a curse on their family so those are the two places I'd say where I've felt things yeah. of uh, areas I've visited yeah spooky spooky I love Halloween <laughs> Um, yeah. Should we do obsessions? Yeah. Are you dressing as anything? I mean, I, know I oh my gosh, our viewers aren't going to like me. I used to hate Halloween and I still don't really love it because like I would love to dress up and go to like a party. I feel like I've never had the opportunity to mm-hmm. in any sense where you can, it's just like fun and you can really get into a costume. Like in college, I went to one or two like frat parties for Halloween, but you can't dress as anything like uh super serious because you're just gonna get dancing it's gonna get messed up you know so it's um I want to I want to go to like an an adult Halloween party I haven't had the opportunity to and I don't really dress up unless I have a purpose but my favorite costume as a kid was a pirate so I always dressed as a pirate (laughs) oh I love that I don't know I don't know what my favorite costume was I didn't I loved Halloween I've had a lot of costumes I'm going as um david rose from schitt's creek have you seen that oh nice okay i like it i like it it, but a good show (laughs) i can put a mask with it yeah you got it honestly halloween people already wear masks a lot so like it just gives you opportunity to like incorporate the mask a lot easier exactly 
Okay, and find my obsession. Let me think about this. Um, oh, I know. Okay, so like friends of mine, Jordan and Connor, were supposed to get married this year, but you know, COVID had different uh, plans. So we, I was in their bridal party, and they had pushed their wedding to next year, but they decided to elope because why not? So I just, my obsession is congrats to them because they put out these cute little like elopement photos that they took and they're both into star wars so he was holding like a sith lightsaber and she was holding like a jedi one and i thought that it was just very cute so that's me that's my obsession <laughs> exciting yeah it's like they you know something still positive and cute came yeah. out of it yeah definitely oh that's fun mm-hmm. um oh man my obsession is just halloween i don't know mm-hmm. i I like having all my decorations up. I don't want to take them down. Um, that's where my mind is at right now, I guess. <laughs> I like Dress- it. Oh, um, my dogs. Oh, wait. Yeah, hold on. Are the pets getting dressed up? And if they are, you need to tell us what. So I don't, I'm not like a pet dresser upper. Like okay. my 10-pound dog, like she never wears clothes. She hates it and I don't. I don't feel like it. She does have a hoodie she wears in the winter when it's really cold out and she needs to go outside. Um, (laughs) She she wears it. My big dog, Luna, she doesn't mind it. And we only know that because she gets cold a lot. So Mm. we bought her like a dog hoodie just because, yeah, she gets cold a lot. So she likes it. Yeah, I know. I should. Actually, uh, I'll add an extra obsession. If you guys want some, like, wholesome Halloween content, go to YouTube, go to Jenna Marbles' page, and find her dressing up her dogs for Halloween videos. Or just look up Jenna Marbles dressing up her dogs for Halloween. She's made, like, three or four of them where she has two uh, Italian greyhounds and then a little chihuahua. And now they also have a uh, a greyhound, like an old racing greyhound. Mm-hmm. And they dress them up for Halloween. They buy them all these different costumes and do a little fashion show. And it's, it's it's very cute because it's not like forcing the dogs to wear it. Like she'll put it on if they don't like it. She instantly takes it off. But it's very cute. So if you want some wholesome content, look those up. <laughs> I'm going to make them wear an outfit for at least like Bezu's going to at least wear it for a picture. Luna will probably run around in it. Yeah. Take a, a cute photo. <laughs> take it off. It's fine. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't make them wear it the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. She's- white dog and um kind of like a, a marshmallow and two years ago I made little cardboard graham crackers for either side of her and a chocolate s'mores thing to put on top of her and she was a s'more or a chocolate oh my god I love that and I got a picture and that was it and it was great so I yeah so this today's the day before Halloween that this comes out we're recording it a little bit before then I'm not a hundred percent sure what they're going to be um but since tomorrow is Halloween I'll post it on the Instagram yeah if Nicole dresses up her dog she'll put it on our Instagram because obviously there are like our mascot oh my god wait (laughs) Taco is the podcast cat I know he won't do it but if you could find like a a small dog costume that just has like a cape yeah cape and you could just put it on him for two seconds and take a picture and then just take it off that'd be everything but that'd be great (laughs) yeah all the the pet photos um and yeah yeah well thanks for listening guys to our little spooky episodes yeah happy halloween 
everyone stay safe, but also have fun. <laughs> yes, have fun. And thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.